G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision Christian Radio is all about connecting faith to life. From inspiring stories about the struggles we all face, to helping you understand the issues going on in the world, to clear and understandable Bible teaching, all peppered with great Christian music, the latest news, and even a few laughs along the way. You're about to experience just a small part of what we do. For the full experience, tune into a Vision Christian Radio FM or AM station near you. Listen online at visionradio.org.au or download our free app. I want to take a little bit of time getting some insights into what is going on behind the borders in Iraq. So much turmoil that we're seeing in the news, Iraq, Syria. Well, Tom Carr from Voice of the Martyrs is only just fresh back from Iraq where he visited the city of Erbil and has some inside information for us just how Christians in Iraq are coping with the persecution, with the ISIS threat. And Tom joining us now. Hello, Tom. Welcome back to 2020. Hello, Neil. Thank you very much. Great to be back. Tom, it's probably a relief to get back onto Australian soil because I suspect you're on edge every moment that you're on Iraqi soil. Uh, What's it like on the ground there? Yeah, it is a relief to be back here. Um, It's There's a lot of activity in Iraq at the moment, and all the time you you just have a sense of everything being right on the edge. Um, It could go either way, so it never feels comfortable, um, but particularly at the moment, it, um, it certainly feels as though things could erupt at any moment. Tom, how does it look in the city of Erbil? And I'm imagining that you might not have been able to travel extensively because of security issues, but where you were there in Iraq uh, just a, a week ago, what, what are things like there uh, for Christians and in the general feeling, the atmosphere that there is in that city? Yeah, there are so many layers to what is happening to Christians at the moment in Erbil. So there are different areas that they're living in. Some, particularly if they've been traumatized, displaced through a, a traumatic event, they stay within camps that um, that have been organized and, and offer good protection and um, and deal with them, uh, both their, their psychological and spiritual issues, but also their, their physical needs and just their life needs. But there are also a number of people who have been displaced just because they had to leave because they knew where they were was dangerous. Now, they're um, typically renting, and and it's hard for them to work because people outside Kurdistan speak Arabic and people inside Kurdistan speak Kurdish. Um, the Arabic Christians have a hard time working in Kurdistan and, and making a living, although they can get some jobs, so they get enough to um, to rent extremely small, modest rooms, and enough to um, have a, a modest amount of food each day. They're, they are living in desperate poverty, and um, and I know while I was there, it was below zero. There's a little bit of snow around, and 
these people are living in in just brick rooms without windows, without doors, and they're, they're absolutely freezing. And um, and you know, it's a, a terrible, tough life for them. Tom, single out the Christians for a moment. We know that the work of Voice of the Martyrs is about supporting those who are persecuted as Christians. Uh, In that area that you were in, in northern Iraq, uh, is there any hope? Do they they have a sense of optimism uh, from the Christian community when they gather together? What sort of atmosphere is there in in the gathering? Um, The... The common thing with all the groups that we met this time, the, their goal is to leave, is to get out of Iraq altogether and, and try to get into Europe. So the people that I met with are waiting for the weather to uh, be favorable, which I think will be May, and they're expecting tens of thousands of families to, when May comes, to start walking. So they'll they'll take a couple of weeks to walk and they've got to go off-road because they can't be seen on the road. So they'll be walking to southern Turkey. Um, Some will try to go straight up into southern Europe and others will go across to the west of Turkey and try to travel by water to maybe Greece. Um, But the, the common thing amongst all of them is that if they're healthy enough to walk, they want to get out of Kurdistan and get out of Iraq as fast as they can. So it's a matter of just battening down for the winter, uh, seeing through the freezing cold until such a time as there's an ability to actually make their way out because they can't take it anymore. Yeah, that's correct. And there there really is... Um, they see no future for themselves in Iraq. The, the government is dividing... Um, sort of governance uh, between Sunni Muslims, the Shias, and the Kurdish, um, so that the Arabic Christians feel that there is just nothing for Iraq to offer them. They don't have a place here anymore, and and they they don't even feel a sense of nostalgia about it. They feel terribly betrayed and just do not want to be there anymore. Tom Carr is the General Manager of Voice of the Martyrs, a ministry to persecuted Christians. Tom Carr, just back from Iraq, we're getting some perspectives on just how Christians are coping with the circumstances. Tom, stay around, Uh, we'll continue our conversation in just a few moments. We're getting some insights into northern Iraq Tom Carr, who's the General Manager of Voice of the Martyrs, which is just a wonderful ministry to persecuted Christians around the world. But there is a focus on the Middle East and into Iraq at this time. Tom, fresh back from Iraq, we're getting some insights. Tom, you mentioned that the cities are really doing it tough because it's overflowing in the cities, and you were in the city of Erbil, uh, where cities are overflowing because people have moved from their rural centres and they've converged on the city, perhaps looking for some way to survive a bitterly cold winter. That puts a lot of pressure on the cities. It does indeed. Um, the cities are, are overflowing with um, people who um, have these needs. In one sense, some people are happy because they're able to rent out parts of their houses or a a room or a garage or anywhere they can. Um, Others, there are big operations that 
that are setting up housing for displaced people, um, and not just Christians. There, there's housing that um, that holds Christians, Yazidis, um, Shias. They, they're all in together. Um, but yeah, the city is absolutely bursting at the seams. This is Urbel, where it's a little bit more peaceful. Um, but the the word on the ground was that in Baghdad, ISIS are about to start painting the ends on the the buildings of of Christians, um, like they did at the the start of the whole um, situation, and and try to use that to drive them out. So there's a, a real sense of fear about it all. Tom, just explain for us what that N is all about, that ISIS writes on the doors of Christians. Explain to us how that works and just how fearful uh, people will be if they are marked in that way. Yeah, well, the the N um, gives them the choice to either get out. It it stands for Nazarene, um, some people say. It, It basically identifies buildings as having Christians in them. Um, So ISIS used that to tell the occupants that they can either pay a tax to stay there um, or they can leave or they can be killed. Now, we know that if they pay the tax the next day, their choices are either to leave or be killed. So so people tend to, to take that option off the table straight away. But what it means is that they have been identified as Christians by ISIS and something terribly bad is about to happen. So if people come home and see the end painted on their house, that's it. They they grab their keys and off they go. There, there's no question. There's no trying to stay and fight. It's, um, it's over for them and they have to move out. Tell me, Tom, about the work of Voice of the Martyrs. Uh, when you have got such a drastic situation as you've got there in northern Iraq, and we're talking about the city of Erbil as well, and, of course, Erbil uh, considered uh, Iraqi Kurdistan, when you are ministering to people, how do you comfort those who are in such distress? What sort of difference does it make uh, that you turn up from Australia? and that you're trying to offer some sort of support. How do people receive you? It's an interesting one. There is a degree of um, of comfort in them knowing that people around the world are in support of them. Unfortunately, that support, um, while it may help them momentarily, isn't, a, isn't going to sustain them for life. So, So they're always more than happy to see us and talk to us and and, um, and share with us. But the um, the common theme this time, which I haven't had before, is that people that are trapped at the moment in Kurdistan are asking us not to worry as much about funding them where they are or, or trying to supply them new infrastructure or anything. They're asking us to prepare homes for them in other countries. So they're saying, when you go back to Australia, petition your government and and be an advocate for us and try to get us safe passage to anywhere where we can live our lives because that place is not here. And and that's where they feel the most hurt is that they can try to leave, but nobody wants to take them. That's the the perception. And, And, you know, looking at 
our press, you often have to agree that that's a fair perception. From what I hear, as you communicate those things, Tom, is that people are have either lost heart or are rapidly losing heart and giving up hope of maintaining their existence there in Iraq. Of course, it would be a tragic loss, wouldn't it, because of the rich Christian history in uh, Iraq and with the Kurds. Can you recount for us just uh, what sort of a loss it would be uh, if those people do, in fact, leave their homeland? Yeah, it would be absolutely enormous. And, and what we um, what we heard while we were there is that they believe there were, um, about a, a, this time last year, there were just over a million and a half Christians. They expect it, that it now is somewhere around 200,000. Um, so they, they've, they're leaving in droves. And of the 200,000, um, they see the majority of those about to leave um, with this when the weather turns. So there is literally just a remnant of the faithful left in Iraq. And once they're gone, it's impossible to see that um, that, that population will ever return or that, that the faith will ever be built up in the way that it was. And, and to, to people in Iraq, um, you know, their faith is their the absolute cornerstone of their lives. They, they have remained faithful throughout this horrible situation. But once that is wiped out of the country, and they, they feel that it's being wiped out because they're not getting the support of the coalition or of the government or of anyone else. Um, so so their feeling is that their faith in God um, was not recognized as, as being a valid thing and therefore, they were pushed out of the country. Um, and it, it's just an absolute tragedy. It's a, a disgrace. And, you know, there's so much history. Like you say, Iraq is a, a, a core um, biblical part of the, the Christian history and heritage. And, yeah, that's, that's looking like um, it's very much in danger of disappearing for eternity. Um, and it, it's sad to those people. Tom, it is heartbreaking, uh, the news that you're sharing and reflecting on the mood of the people, the attitudes of those who are remnants uh, in Iraq. I want to point people to your website, Tom, because uh, I guess you're constantly on the lookout for people who want to connect and support uh, those in persecuted lands like Iraq, and people can make donations on your website. So I want to give the website addresses vom.com.au. Vom stands for Voice of the Martyrs. Vom.com.au. Tom Carr is General Manager of Voice of the Martyrs. And Tom, just to honour you for your diligence and your faithfulness in being alongside those persecuted believers in Iraq. And, and thanks for the update today, and I look forward to the next time we get to chat. Thanks for being with us on 2020. Terrific. Thank you very much, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.